0: In a world where people are losing their minds, who will be the voice of sanity, of logic, of rationale, of morality, and truth? This podcast is looking for like-minded people to stand up to the insane and be real. The Recovery Atheist Podcast is calling you to step forward and be counted. Welcome to the Voice of Change. Welcome to the Recovery Atheist Podcast.
1: Today, I'd like to tell you a story. A story about someone who is probably a lot like you, a mom a daughter, a sister, a friend, an entrepreneur, a business owner, someone who was perfectly imperfect. She battled the stresses and the anxieties of everyday life, but she tackled everything with a heart of gold. This was my baby, my sweet Ashley Rose, my wife, my supporter, my best friend, the mother of my two kids, Robbie and April. This was our perfect little family. On July 26, Ashley was diagnosed with COVID. Her symptoms started mild, but then they began to get progressively worse. On August 5th, I had to rush Ashley to the hospital. Her blood oxygen levels were dropping drastically, so much so that she was going in and out of consciousness. Upon arriving at the hospital, of course they would admit her, and because of COVID guidelines, we were not able to be by her side. We would FaceTime, and during these FaceTime calls, you could see she was trying to smile, but it was clear that she was lonely, nervous. Afraid. Soon, her anxiety started to take its toll on me. And I think Ashley sensed my anxiety. She asked me to start documenting her story across social media platforms. Initially, I would do light overviews because she wasn't really the type to put her business out there. But something started to change. There's one time specifically I asked her about an update and she stopped me in my tracks. She looked me in my eyes and she said in the most matter-of-fact way, Rob, stop holding back. Tell them everything. It was clear to me that something was happening to Ashley. There was a a spiritual or mental transformation while she was laying there struggling to breathe, lungs deteriorating, she was actually becoming the highest version of herself. Her words were changing from words of worry to words of wisdom. Meanwhile, the illness was getting really bad. And soon, Ashley would be faced with some tough decisions, decisions about whether she would go on a ventilator and even a higher form of life support in an ECMO machine. On August 13th, Ashley FaceTimed me in the middle of the night. It startled me because she was wearing a BiPAP mask. She couldn't speak. So I couldn't imagine why she would be FaceTiming me in the middle of the night. So with my heart racing, I answered the phone, and there she was, staring at me, eyes wide open, peaceful calm. I asked her her frantically, babe, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And she just kept looking back, unafraid, completely okay. I asked her, can we text? Can we get off the phone? I just was not appreciating the moment. It was like she just wanted to connect with me one last time, to stare at me and look at my eyes one last time. She appreciated that moment. She appreciated the stillness, the energy. We got off FaceTime and we begin to text. She told me she was ready. She told me, I'm not afraid anymore. Needless to say, I was a complete wreck. I was sobbing. I actually sent this picture to her and it wasn't to frighten her, it was a letter to let her know that I cared. You see, I wasn't typically an emotional guy. So I felt like if I sent her a picture of me crying, it would let her know how much I truly loved her and how much I cared about her. She takes back something that changed my life. She said, trust the process. I knew immediately I was not dealing with my same Ashley Rose. It clicked in that moment that she was operating at a much higher frequency. Her ability to trust her journey when she had no idea where it would lead brought me levels of peace I am still trying to comprehend. Ashley would go on to be intubated later on that day, and that was the last conversation I had with her. Her journey resonated with thousands of people. Every time I would share an update, the inspiration would spread further. The hospital did eventually lift the isolation, and every day I sat next to her bedside, and I reflected on those three words that she said to me. I mean, picture yourself lying in that bed, not knowing whether you would wake up the next day. What would matter to you in that moment? When Ashley said those three words, our minds became aligned. Today, here, right now, I like to align my mind with yours. I like for us to understand these three words at its highest level of interpretation. Trusting the process will help you live and stay in the moment. You will not worry about the future or harp on what's happened in the past. Trusting the process will help you follow the journey meant for you. Trusting the process will keep you in full control of your own narrative. Trusting the process will keep you real and authentic unafraid of what society thinks. Trust in the process will allow you to inspire others, even in your darkest moments. Trust in the process will give you strength and courage you never even knew you had. On October 3rd, I took our son Robbie to see his mom for the last time. In her coma state, she squeezed his hand three times. She could have only been saying one of two things, either I love you or trust the process. Ashley passed the next day, October 4th, from complications not related to COVID, from events that caused heart problems and brain complications. She is loved and missed by many. I decided to speak here at TEDx just a few short weeks ago. And if I was doing it for myself, I would have probably declined the opportunity. But I recognize now that I speak for a much bigger purpose, a purpose even bigger than Ashley's presence. I speak for her. And the many around the world showcasing Superhuman strength in their final days. I speak for them. Her message to me is my message to you. Trust the process. Thank you.
2: Well, hello, everybody out there in Podcast Nation. This is The Recovery Atheist, and I am so excited that you've been able to join me today. Thought I'd do one more little podcast before, again, going back into treatment. Um, I'm homeless, trying to figure out how to get through all my issues. Um, Some things have happened. Obviously, my last... Podcast was me up uh, in Cloquet uh, with my son's mother that went sour, had nowhere to live. That's just a bad situation altogether. So here I am. I'm in Duluth. I'm at a hostel, Hostel de Nord. And I just want to give a shout out to them for helping me out the last three days. I've been able to be here, and it is an amazing place. You should check it out if you ever come to Duluth and you want somewhere to be able to lay your head down and have a great environment and great people to be around, definitely come here to the Hostel de Nord. What an amazing place it is. I definitely recommend it five star. Check it out when you can. So I've been sitting here the last three days just contemplating where I'm at in my life and where it's going. I took a chance To come up here to Cloquet, to be around my son, it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. So here I am in a position again where I drank and I'm going back to treatment uh, to get a bed and to get back into sober living. Um, Can't make any excuses for it. I've used a lot of people, abused a lot of people, and I'm just trying to get my life on track here and this whole thing with my son really is screwing with my head. And I'm trying to get through it. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get through it. But uh, that's where it is today is of the topic of not giving up. I could easily be giving up right now. I could easily say I don't want to do this anymore and just give up. But that is not an option. I can't do it. Uh, I want to give a shout out also to Isaac, uh, my mentor, sponsor, Uh, He's going to help me out the next couple days, giving me a place to stay while I'm waiting to get into the new place. It's going to be Latitudes. Um, It is a place where it is dealing with the LGBTQ community. Um, So it'll be interesting to get back into a situation like that. Um, I'm looking forward to it need to make the change, need to try to figure out how I'm going to get my life back on track because it sure seems like I keep stumbling and stumbling and stumbling and I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of being the drunk alcoholic that I am and want to do something different with my life. I really didn't want to fucking drink this time, but it got to the point of I'm going to be homeless and I knew that that was the only way I could get back in for treatment and have a bed so that's what I did I drank even though the whole entire time I did not want to do it I did not want to drink I did not want to have anything to do with it but I knew that that was the only way I was going to be able to get the help I needed and I know other people will say well there's resources that could have helped you not really Um, I've worked in this field I know the resources they would have given me is go to the homeless shelter, things like that. and I just don't want to do that. That's not where I want to be in my life today, um, is doing that. But uh, yeah, relapse seems to be a big-time story in my life, and it just doesn't stop. I don't know what to do anymore. Um, I'm doing everything I can to try to figure out how to get it to stop. But it's about not giving up. It's about continuing to move forward. It's about continuing to try to better yourself, which is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to do everything I can here. You know, I'm going to vent a little bit. I'm very pissed off about my son's situation. Um, I was sold a bill of goods that I was going to come up here and get to see my son. Here I am, 20 miles away, and I'm not able to see my son. And it... It's really upsetting to me that I'm not able to do that. Um, it's not fair. It's not fair what I was sold that this is the way the situation's going to be, and then it's not. I have a lot of uh, resentment toward my son's mother now because of it, and I'm just going to start focusing again on me and the whole son situation. She's not going to be in charge of my life. I'm going to have to dictate what's going to happen here. So that's where I'm at today with that. It's it just really upset me how she put me homeless. It's just it just feels like no matter what I do, I have nothing but people that wanna take over my life and ruin it. And I know that sounds like I'm coming up with an excuse, but at the same time I've had a lot of people hurt me and take advantage of the situation with me and I've trusted people and trust is a huge issue with me now. Now it's like trust. Really? I'm going to trust these people. I don't think so. Um, trust is going to be the issue that I'm going to be talking about in this next treatment because I can't seem to trust anybody. I don't know who to trust anymore. Um, and it's upsetting. It's upsetting to me that I have to sit there and think about it and go, who do I trust? Who do I not trust? So that's, that's what, you know, pretty much everything I want to talk about is, is who do you trust in the situation that you're in? Um, I've had to put my, my life in other people's hands, and, you know, this alcoholism is definitely doing that. It's it's pushing me to have to put all my life in other people's hands, and I'm tired of that. I'm tired of having to depend on other people. Uh, I'm sure some of you have been through treatment. You understand that, why I struggle with long-term treatment because I get tired of being told what to do. I get tired of being told that you can't do this, you can do this, but you really shouldn't do this, and I have to just sit back and do what they want me to do. That gets old after a while, and so I'm, I'm gonna have to learn how to be able to deal with that and have patience because I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with having patience with those situations, especially when I feel like I've done everything that I can with the situation. Where I'm going and what they're going to be teaching me in these groups is not going to be anything I haven't heard before. Maybe a little different because it comes from the LGBTQ, and maybe that's what I need to hear. I don't know. But most of the topics they're going to be talking about, I'm going to know. So what do I do? What do I do in this situation to be able to get the help I need and get the sobriety I need for a long-term period of time. Now, I haven't made up my mind what I'm going to do after this, um, after Latitudes, if I'm going to stay in the city or if I'm going to come back up to Duluth. I I love Duluth. I love this town. Um, I love the people here. I don't know. I might try to look at sober living up here again and move back up here because my son is up this way and I want to be able to have visitation rights. So maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to come back up here. But this is stuff that I'm going to figure out down the line in time. And so I've got to be patient. i got to trust. Again, there's that word trust. i got to trust the process. And i got to be able to go forward and learn from it. It's not going to be something that's easy. It's not going to be something that I'm going to enjoy. I can guarantee you that. There's going to be a lot of times I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, but if I work hard at who I am, and and become the person that I'm supposed to be, then I'll be able to do it. And so if you're out there struggling and and you keep falling backwards, I just want you to know that you're not alone, that there's other people that are here with you um, that understand what you're going through and the problems that you're having. Uh, I want you to know that you can change, that this, this is just temporary, that you can have something different for yourself in your life if you want it. Um, I'm in your corner. Obviously, I'm I'm going through the battle the same way with you. Um, So please, look at it as you're not alone. There's plenty of us in this battle to try to figure out how to help each other. Um, So it's going to be a little while, a few weeks before I get another podcast in. I might do one before I leave. Uh, Maybe have my, my buddy Isaac on to have a little discussion. Uh, about certain things in life um, And how we get through it And so we might have one more yet Before I go into treatment for a few weeks But outside of that I hope you enjoyed this You know Candid conversation of me Just talking to you about where I'm at And what's going on I am doing well I am healthy I am not drinking um, I'm staying sober I'm doing what I need to do To get back into treatment And to get the help I need um, Think about me and your thoughts, and I love everybody. Thanks for listening to this show. Peace. I'm out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Recovery Atheist Podcast. It's now up to you. What will you do with what you've heard? How will you use it? I challenge you not to stay silent. Be heard. Be real, be different.